You're now listening to Agency, brought to you by the Blueprint Training Podcast Network. I go through periods of burnout a couple of times a year. And it feels like, like shit. It feels like I ask myself and I look myself in the mirror. Is this really what I want to be doing for the rest of my life? Do I really want to continue working this much? Do I really want to continue putting this much on my plate? Or is there something else that I should be doing? Is there a different calling for me? I really do love working with clients as much as I say all the time. I really do get a rush and a thrill from working with people and from helping them and, and utilizing the skill set that I've built over the last decade and a half that's become more and more and more valuable and continuously going up, taking care of your mentals and staying fit and working out and taking vacations and unplugging, like all that remains true. But the thing that really works for me the best is when I take my own money out of my own pocket and I go hire other people because people are really the only solution to these problems. And that's currently what I'm doing with Blueprint. I'm just overwhelmed with stuff that I don't really want to do. And I just want to be continuously focused on stuff that makes me excited. And a lot of the stuff that I have to do, right? When I have to do it and I feel like it's a job and I'm back, I might as well go work for somebody and, and not have all the stress that I additionally have on top of it. So for me, the answer, it's always less money for me and more money for other people. And it's the best investment too, because when you find those right people and you put them in the right place, it pays off and you get to the next level. That's how you unlock the next level of growth. I think when you're starting your agency, at least this was true for me, I would guess this was true for you back when you were starting Webris, you say yes to grow it, you say yes to everything. Shitty clients, red flags, yes, yes, yes. Can you do this? Can you do this other service? Yep, 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 all the things. And then you have to say yes to start and then that has to flip and you have to say no to grow it, right? So talk to me about how do you think about figuring out how to design your agency around your strengths and weaknesses and then how do you actually kind of do that? Yeah, actually, I actually interviewed Chris Walker yesterday. For people that don't know, Chris started an agency in 2019 and this year they're gonna do like 25 million in revenue. We all have a lot of the same thoughts and theories, but we just call them maybe something a little bit different, right? And basically I kept on asking him so much about marketing tactics. Like, what do you think about LinkedIn right now? What do you think about TikTok? And he wasn't deflecting, but he just kind of kept saying the same thing. That was like, it doesn't really matter. Like what really, really matters is that you have an ICP, that you have a thought that's original and impactful, right? Cause if you don't, then you can create all the content in the world. You can run all the services in the world, but you're not really doing anything. You're not really saying anything and you're not going to get any sort of traction. I think it, that same thought applies to your service in your business is that you can try and do everything that you want, but if it's not something that's genuinely impactful, right, then it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter what you do or you don't want to do. And that's also, again, you know, we've been going through this thing at Weber's where we've been, I don't want to say stuck doing sprints, but we've just been pushing SEO sprints for two years now and we've had good success we've really gone back and really refocused on the who we've kind of gone through a period where we've worked with a lot of different people we've worked with SaaS companies and we've i've in the past but we've really drilled in on attorneys now and we went back to the drawing board i should say and the reason why i love attorneys is because they only care about one thing they only care about leads that's all they care about they don't give a shit how you get them they don't give a shit how much it costs right they just they know that if they can get a certain number of cases per month that they're going to tack on a certain number of revenue per month, right? So we've really gone back to this idea of saying, what's best for them? Instead of being like, we're going to do sprints or we're going to do paid search or whatever it is, like, what is it that we can do for them that's going to help them get there and help them get there repeatably, scalably, and profitably? 
So again, I know it didn't exactly answer your question, but like going back to this kind of unique ICP for agency that it just over time just became sprints and people know us as the SEO sprints agency, but what's ended up happening is that that has actually become a lot more enticing for other agencies instead of prospects and clients. Right. And that's because I say this all the time to people sprints. It's not an offer. It's not an ICP. It's an operational model. And that was something that admittedly I lost sight of while I was working on my other businesses. The agency was growing. We were doing good leads. were We get so many leads that come in and we close this a certain amount. But, you know, we finally got to the point where we want to take the next step and we just couldn't. And when I went back to it, it's because we haven't really developed that. We hadn't really flushed out that ICP and that ICP starts with the who it starts with that, that who are we servicing? What problems do they have? Not being like, Oh, SEO for attorneys and that stuff. Now, like I'm going back and refocusing again on that ICP of attorneys, which is all focused around essentially what else could they be doing? What else can I be talking about that nobody else is talking about in the market that I know that they could and should be doing, right? What are some strategies that they could be doing, even if they're not going to do it, but like strategies on TikTok, right? Just things that we can talk about to just generate conversations and put together a much more unique ICP than this just service-based approach. We can't just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, because it was not the same as it once was. And if in the argument that people have for me too is like, oh, well, like clients still come to me, they still want it. It's like, cause they don't know any better. You know what I'm saying? It's like, they think they need SEO because they don't know marketing. <laughs> it's the same thing with agencies is like, we have to be constantly looking at our offer. Your number one focus should be continuously looking at your offer and continuously looking at what it is that you're doing and becoming agnostic, like not getting romantic about what we are doing or how we're doing it, but really who we're doing it for and just focusing on that person and helping them solve that problem that they're ultimately coming for you and becoming agnostic of. So that's kind of where, where I'm at with that whole process and spending all my time and energy on that. And I'm happy, you know, as a leader of blueprint, who's been teaching this stuff to people to eat my own shit and be like, yo, like people, it's okay to change. We're going through it. And like, you should too, you know? Yeah. I think the, uh, you touched on one point and I want to do a yes. And here part of this, like designing your agency around your strengths and weaknesses is about having that ICP that like ideal client profile. And like, I have that, you like that, we call that positioning inside of blueprint, right? That's a part of positioning. And I also think my yes. And is that you also have to have IP, right? You have to have a thought process, a working a lot with your ideal client profile, your ICP developing IP as a part of that, then creating an offer that makes it so silly for them not to work with you. And yep. that's where you're landing with legal clients. You're not married to this channel or that tactic. It's like, no, no, no. What is actually best for them? And then how do I do that for them? I'm okay with rolling out a new service. I'm, I'm experimenting with TikTok ads with like a couple of my clients. They're not paying me for it. I'm like, I just want to see if this shit works. We're and riding a fundamental shift between how traditional agencies have run and how modern agencies run. Traditional was like, here's one tactic. Here's one thing I do. Now let me shove that onto people generally. And this is true for marketing. Here's my one marketing tactic. I'm going to try and shove this on as many people as possible. Right. And I'm going to get emotionally attached to it. But what if it was different? What if like a plumber actually sat down for a minute and was like, when I go in people's houses, what do they actually need? Right. Like they need their shit fixed. But Literally. what else is in my offer that makes me like, not just your plumber. So they don't, so the next time they need a plumber, they don't Google plumber and call the first numbers that come up. Yep. They, they go to the refrigerator, look at the magnet that I gave them and they call me because my offers like 
this works for everybody. It's a fundamental shift in difference of like just any type of service business. Yeah. What else do you notice like is different between like the traditional agency of how people have run things and then like what we're seeing with like a modern agency or modern service business? On top of the fact that agencies push services as opposed to solutions to problems in a nutshell, it's also this concept of the labor market has changed drastically, tremendously over the last year, like night and day over the last year, we're talking about 30 to 40% increases in salary requests for a lot of people who aren't really that good at what they do, right? People wanting 150 grand to be a content marketing manager, you know, and, and I'm not disrespecting content marketing managers, but like, and I'm also not disrespecting that request because that's the cost of living in the United States now, right? Hey there, real quick, Ryan here, founder of The Blueprint Training. If you are an agency, freelancer, or consultant, we have got the perfect community for you. Our Pro Slack community was built by agencies for agencies, and it is all about creating a network, a support system for fellow agencies and consultants to share knowledge, tips, tricks, templates, and get help from the community. We're here to help remove that anxiety from managing and dealing with clients. We're here to be your security blanket. So if you're interested in checking it out, all you got to do is go to the blueprint.training, hit the big old button that says pro community. That's it. Let's get back to the show. Next time I want to talk about pulling yourself out of the agency, like really get into the weeds on that. I want to talk about making your first sales hire. I want to talk about the BDRs and how you're thinking through that. I want to end here today. I remember you recommended a book to me a while ago. I believe it's called The Road Less Stupid, which is just... <laughs> The most ridiculous book title ever that I have talked to me about. I have a list here, but talk to me about other books. Well, first talk to me about that book. Cause I, I think you're the one that recommended it to me. And then tell me, are there any other books that have had like a dramatic impact on you? Yeah, actually people always ask me about like marketing books and stuff like that, but books to me aren't great for tactics. You just got to kind of do them and learn and podcasts are a little better for that. For me, books help. I mean, when we're talking about burnout and stuff. Books are one of those things that they really, really do help to expand your mind, expand your thinking. And I think that's such an important part of being a business owner and entrepreneur is, is developing and just expanding your points of view and expanding your mind, expanding everything, right? So one of my favorite ones here called the four agreements, <clears throat> this is actually, I found out about it like 10 years ago, cause this was Tom Brady's favorite book. And he said he reads it like every quarter and I'm a huge Tom mm. Brady. And it literally is 150 pages. It's a book. If, if you haven't read it, man, it's amazing. I literally read this twice a year too. There's, there's four agreements that this guy, he's part of like Toltec, ancient Mexican wisdom. It's, it's really, really incredible and powerful. And he says that every person needs to have agreements with themselves. And this is what we need to work towards every single day. So number one agreement, number one, be impeccable with your word agreement. Number two, don't take anything personally agreement. Number three, don't make assumptions. And agreement number four, always do your best. And the book just goes through and just talks about those four agreements. It's it's incredibly powerful from like a personal growth and development point of view. Two other good ones that I really like are the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And then also this book called unfuck yourself. And these two books really, really helped me to basically get out of my own way in terms of, in terms of my mental side of it, I guess the title kind of says it all the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I mean, so much of what we do in life is predicated on the thoughts and opinions of others. And we don't even realize it, right? Like a good example of this is like when it comes to marketing and creating content, like you're probably not creating content based on what other people think. And it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like really it, it just, it talks about our own internal psychologies and how everyone's basically the star of their own movie. Right. And 
you think that somebody is watching you and judging you and paying attention to you. And really, if they are, it's such a fleeting thing. And then they're back to their own world thinking about themselves. Yeah, you're not, you're not the main character in their story. Exactly, 100%. So it, it just really helps you to kind of unblock unblock your thinking and really live your life in a way that's fulfilling. For me, do books too, like they, they tend to be put into my life at the right times. You know, I'm, I'm not usually like asking about them. They usually get recommended to me or this book that I read. I think I told you about it, right? I'm kind of going through this period where I'm getting back in touch with, with a religion and, and God and all these things. Man, Tulum was a good experience for that too. But anyways, I was traveling to Italy in this book. I was just, our flight got delayed and there was this book that was on the counter and it was about productivity and I didn't know it was about God and like basically put productivity through the scope of the Bible and all the teachings in the Bible. And I read that book and it was, it was really, really impactful for me this summertime. And it's really kind of set me off on my own personal discovery path of, of getting back in touch with, with a, a, a higher power and, and a spiritual kind of guide, if you will. But I, I really do think that books are, they're super, super impactful. I think not enough people read. I think too many people get stuck on their social feeds and get too much of their information from people who aren't overly qualified to do it. I mean, when people write and publish a book, the amount of research that goes into these things is it's, it's insane, right? Whether you agree with it or not, you know, it's, they're, they're just a much better source of information than what people tend to get from. And that includes people like myself watching stuff on YouTube. You know, most of that stuff is opinion based. It's not necessarily based on a ton of research and a ton of facts. So I totally agree. I mean, I personally listen to books. I'm actually going to go for a bike ride after this. I go for like an hour and a half bike ride a couple times a week. And I just put on an audio book at two X speed and just absorb. I have Ryan's Ryan's books face out, not just for like virtue signaling, but also because I need those. Like, I want that. I want to see those too. Right. Every time I get on a call, every time I do something obstacle is the way he's got a new book called discipline is destiny. And as somebody who does a lot of shit, but struggles with discipline around that, I'm good at running fast, but like I'm running zigzags crazy. That's been a great book. I also looked through my Kindle highlights. Like what I have this app called Readwise that like every day reshares my Kindle highlights with me. So I like, oh yeah, that did was really meaningful to me. I like that sort of stuff. But like I have like the business books, right? We talked about Ogilvy on advertising. There's all those like I like those classic ones like scientific advertising, no. breakthrough advertising. Those are good. I like books on writing. Stephen King's writing book is great. Chuck Palahniuk, who wrote Fight Club, he's my favorite author. He's got a book on writing that's great because writing is really thinking. And then there's like these other books that just have helped me get out of my own way. Like the uh, there's Sherry Walling is a therapist. She's has a book called like The Entrepreneur's Guide to Keeping Your Shit Together which is literally written for people like you and I, uh, to, who are losing their shit. It was a great book. Another one called you need to talk to someone, which is a book about a therapist and her therapist, which is the best substitute I've had for th like definitely go to therapy, but reading that book was very therapeutic. And then other books like the alchemist. I love that stuff. And I honestly, Ryan, I try to read like a lot of books that are, have nothing to do with business that are just like, like I love Blake Crouch is like a thriller writer. I love him. Anything like, like there's a lot of like cool fantasy and sci-fi stuff that I'm into. I just like not thinking about like when I go for a walk or a run or ride my bike, a lot of times it's like, well, I could, I could put on this podcast and this is weird. Like we should, should probably encourage people to listen to our podcast more, but like <laughs> a lot of times I'm like, fuck that. Like, I don't, I need to, I don't want to do this right now. I don't want to do business. I don't need to know like four new ad strategies for yeah, something. No, I agree that we're doing so much on a daily basis and we're learning and discovering so much through what we do in terms of our services with clients and you know, all these things that it's, 
it's almost counterproductive sometimes, I think, to listen to overly tactical information because the best way to do it, like if you need to learn the fundamentals of something, for sure. Like you want to learn TikTok for the first time and you want to speed it up, 100%. But the only way you're going to learn TikTok is to do TikTok, you know? And I really do reserve my reading. I think another good one too, you know, I, I look at reading now in, in my stage of my career is developing myself as a better leader, right? And the books mm -hmm. that I just said are really good for leadership, especially the four, the four agreements. Like you get so stressed sometimes that you got to take a step back and understand that people, your, your people feed off your energy, man. You know, they really do like who you are as a leader and how you present yourself, how you communicate in these four agreements, they really do help keep you in check and keep you in line to just live a better, just to kind of be a better human. And I think another one too is a really good one in that vein is what is the four level eight ones, five level eight ones. One of the best productivity tips for me is be, being who you need to be in your personal life, right? In terms of being with your family, your spouse, those relationships are so important and they can have such an impact on, on your business and on your productivity and on your mindset and all those things, you know, that it's really important to take care of those things because they do have a massive, massive impact. And that book, the four love languages, is it four or five love languages? I can't remember. I think it's uh, five. I think it's five, right? Yeah. That book to me is really, 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 really impactful for at least brokering conversations with your, with your significant other to have a more calm and peaceful home life. Because if you don't have your shit in order at your house, and I know it's different when you have kids because kids are just little crackheads and they're all over the place, but but still, you know, it has a massive impact on, on your business. And I think not enough people understand that not enough people focus on it, you know, and because of that, you'll never be able, I don't, in my opinion, it'll be really, really hard to build the business that you want to build. If you have so much stress and pressure from your personal life bearing down on you, you just can't, you can't perform the best of your abilities. That's just me anyways. You know, like if something's going on with my wife, like. I'm basically like, I got to go to the gym or something because I can't even like, there, you want me to look at a fucking spreadsheet right now? Like there's no way, yeah, yeah. there's no way of getting anything done. It also fundamentally, <laughs> that book, and we can wrap here, that book also fundamentally shifts how you think about other people of, oh, okay, maybe there's no malice here. Maybe they're wired different than me. And maybe I should care more about how they're wired than I'm wired in the, in the idea, the agreement is that they'll do the same right? Yep. This is your, these are your love languages, which may change over time, right? And then these are my love languages. When Liz and I are in a fight, the other day we got into an argument and I didn't even think twice. I just went and cleaned the bathroom. Just did. And I don't, that's not cathartic for me. I don't give a shit about that. But like her love language is acts of service and quality time. And we were in a, we were not getting along great. So quality time was out. But I was like, what can I do that's just like helpful for her? If you do something else for somebody and then you're like, see, I did it kind of takes that away a little bit. And I just kind of subtly did it. And she like came to me later and she's like, I noticed that that was clean in there. I really appreciate that, you know, but it's just a fundamental reframe. This is true as you as a leader too, looking at everybody you work with and being like, they, they're probably wired for me. Like, let me figure out like what makes them feel appreciated. Is it a public shout out? I've even like advocated people put together, like how I work documents of like, figure out who you are and then tell your team, tell the people, your clients, be like, hey, here's this is what works for me. Like, this is kind of how I work and how I'm wired. You know, just want to, it might be helpful for our relationship, you know? Could be a good ICP for someone to flush out, man. I'm telling you, people always ask me all the time, like, how do you do? I'm like, there's a book called The Five Love Languages. And you, I, I, we, we both felt the same way about that, but I've never heard anyone really develop that and take that concept to like fully, fully flush it out into a work-based five love languages, you know? And I think it'd be incredibly impactful because I agree as a leader, like, 
you got to know your people. They're all different. They all have different goals and different reasons for wanting to support your vision. And if you can't understand that and effectively communicate with them, then it's really difficult to retain people or at least get the most out of them on a daily basis, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Cool, man. I'm excited to talk sales next time, getting out of our agency a little bit. I think we've done a lot for people starting and everything. We're going to talk, you know, future topics. I'm psyched about it. Just getting more like talking about content, more finding the right positioning, you know, all that sort of thing. I think, you know, creating more happier and more productive employees, how to price your services. We've got a lot of cool ideas. I was actually, I got a bunch more from talking to everybody inside of Blueprint in our last coaching call. I just asked them like, what do you want Ryan and I to talk about? Might even give some of them access to this notes document. Everybody's been nice. hearing me reference like my notes. Thought that would be really cool. Like what if we gave members access to the notes so they could like leave comments and stuff. So we might do that too, just for members. But yeah, man, I appreciate it. This has been awesome. Chat again next week. Absolutely. Same time, same place. All right. See you, Ryan. Look, if your agency is creating more stress than income, you're in the right place. First, make sure you're subscribed to our show so you get notified every week when we publish a new episode. But tell me, do any of these things sound familiar? You get a knot in your stomach every time a client asks a hard question. Are they going to leave? Are they going to cancel? Maybe no one in your life understands the pressure of being a leader. Maybe you want to get to $100,000 a month in revenue without sacrificing your entire personal life. Or maybe you just don't know how to get the big fish clients that you really want. Look, you already know you aren't alone. The hardest part of scaling my agency was not having anyone who was willing and qualified to help me when I needed it. That's why we created the Blueprint Pro community. Get access to a network of experts and agency owners who can answer your questions, give you advice, and share important industry news and insider secrets. Join us at the blueprint.training and click the Pro Community button at the top to apply.